This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off. Good morning, George. How are you? I hope you're feeling fine. I'd love to stay and talk, but it's almost 8 o'clock and I haven't got the time. So, good morning, (laughs) gentlemen. How are you? I'm sorry, Mark. I don't have a song that says good morning. Mark, how are you? That's totally fine. Is that because I was gone last week? It was because you were gone last week. And because I am probably, well, you know, I'm mentally with VeggieTales. Very much. Well, we both love VeggieTales. We actually sing it occasionally at work and drive our younger (laughs) co-workers crazy. Normal co-workers crazy. So good morning, George. How are you? I am well. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. Mark, was that okay? I mean, I know it wasn't. Everything's fine. You're going to be all right? Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Brendan, for getting that in there. Um, Beautiful, beautiful morning. It. Thank you for... I I got lost there for a moment. It, It really is a beautiful morning i was gonna say was it was when we were outside totally clear beautiful full moon did you guys see the moon come up last night while it Uh, it was still twilight it was gorgeous it was really neat and the planets stars some of them mars right those are all our planets not from another solar system that have come i believe these are our own although i did read a story this morning about a comet the size of mount everest with with horns in it that is going to be in view perhaps to the naked eye next April. Horns like from a car, like honk honk, or like a bull? Like a bull. Okay. That's not how the story referenced it, but I just figured this morning we'll say horns Got and it. then uh, like a bull. Perfect. Okay. Um, but it looks really neat. It comes around every 71 years or so. And I, I guess I missed it last time. 71 or so years ago either of you here nope. no but I'm, I'm getting close to that <laughs> <laughs> we could say next time or last time last time but it looks really neat and it is going to be overshadowed by a solar eclipse so if we're only talking about the solar eclipse next april keep your eyes open for the potential for a comet but don't stare at the solar eclipse no but okay. you can stare at the comet got it all right um I've had problems for the last 24 hours seeing the National Weather Service website. The It's not coming up for me, and it's still not coming up for me this morning. I had communication from my utility company that provides electricity to my house, which is SDG&E, and they did a survey on their communications with me <laughs> and wanted to know how good they were doing with their communications. 
And then yesterday afternoon, I got an email from Cox Communications telling me that SDG&E was planning on or was considering a power, public safety power shutoff. But I still haven't heard that from SDG&E. So I don't know if Cox you, got it wrong or if SDG&E. I, well, got a, I got a weather alert saying that it's going to be high winds on uh, those dates that uh, Cox sent the email to me as well about SDG&E shutting down power. Is that do you think that's you know, the cause of action or... Well, I think SDG&E has put out the feelers to people, but not to their customers. Gotcha. Which seems strange for their communication. You're getting getting good communications about SDG&E from a third party. And looking at the wind maps, it looks like it's going to be in very very small areas. And I hope that is the case. And more so, I haven't seen that for where we live. It's desert, mountains to the north, and maybe... That's why SDG. But apparently the weather is, is going to be a problem because we had a scheduled outage. It's been on our on our calendar for a month for this coming Monday from SDG&E, and then they canceled it because of the weather. Well, that's good. Yeah. Ida doesn't make well. That's great. Um, it is supposed to be windy and warm and dry this coming week. Speaking right? of right. weather, right? So whether we like it or not. But I'm bump. So we need to water ahead of time right you don't want to wait till the dry winds come in and and yeah. desiccate your plants before that's true doing that is that correct that is correct nice i think i mentioned yesterday when i left you that i planned on getting the citrus watered well this weekend because they haven't been i thought your well wasn't working my citrus our citrus watered with water well well, well watered <laughs> not, well, not from not, the well not from the well gotcha yeah sorry but you went there i i don't i did I did go down to let the chickens out this morning, and there was, an, I think, a relatively small rat or very large mouse in my tango mandarin tree, and I went after him with my flashlight, but I think he was faster than my flashlight and I were. So Faster than the speed of light? Uh-huh. Uh, no, <laughs> but he was quite fast, and I have a whole bunch of empty rinds mm, on the ground. Yeah. And the pomegranates, too. They're going after the pomegranates. They're not even ripe yet, and they're going after them. Mm. It's very sad. It, it is yeah. very sad when you put effort woe, into all that. Woe is me. Well, all, all of us. I Anybody wonder if there's a veggie stuff. tale that can help me out of this. Um, are you guys... Oh, actually... Let's let. Do we have any classes coming up? We do have classes today, October twenty eighth at nine a.m. in San Diego. It is fruit, fall fruit tree care with Chris, and in Poway Gart at nine thirty. It's Poway Garden Tools and Their Uses with John Clements. Why are you shaking your head? I've been accused of being a tool. Oh. That's exactly. Especially when I'm in, in the fact, garden. <laughs> in fact, one of the he's not he doesn't have a slideshow, but I think there'll be a diorama or something with a picture of you there okay as one of the one of the the useless tools for the garden and then next week uh, at 9 a.m fall color with constance in san diego and then you and i are going to do a winter rose care class which is really nothing you just kind of let them go Okay. yeah we'll give it away will you remind me of what are you going to make us or make us a an outline again maybe we'll see Uh, but you know what also happens next weekend what happened oh do tell. We our daylight savings time ends on November fifth, so oh. Saturday night push those clocks back a little bit. Push the clocks back. Yeah, 
fallback. Remember fall spring back one ahead, hour? Fall back, yeah. And what else are we supposed to do when we change the, the clocks? Okay, do all your batteries and your smoke detectors as yes, well. Yes, for safety. For safety. Check your for fire extinguisher. Public as safety well. power shutoff. Check your <laughs> fire extinguisher. Are you going to do that, Mark? No, nope, I don't at, have one of fire sh- extinguisher. Oh, I know. okay. The others are required. Oh, I know yeah. you have those. Yeah. I've you seen them. You don't have them. a fire extinguisher. That's, I always... I, I have know. a fire extinguisher. I should, I should. How often do you get your fire extinguisher refilled? When was the last time you had your fire extinguisher serviced? It has been a little while, but I used to, years ago when I was stationed at Miramar, our, the federal fire department would weigh them for you and, and validate them. So you could bring your personal one in and drop it off and they would... I have a personal one in my garage. I looked at it this morning as I was leaving. Is it still in the green? Well, I just looked at the... Oh, just the content. You didn't check it. No, it's okay. red. It's still the, red. The, the gauge. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. So I did um, harvest my first Fuyu persimmon this week. Okay. I put up my fence. I did have a broken branch, but I don't think it was animal related. I think it was weight of the oh, fruit wow. related yeah. and there was an imperfection in the branch the top half of the joint was already black it had already separated a probably a year or two ago but the the fruit looks really good we sent that same fence up around our not the same one you had because that wouldn't make Glad sense you and, you were, and you were going to come and say that but we set a similar fence up around ours and i just i didn't um, attach it to anything i just made this big round circle and it one day we went out and the entire fence had been moved across so it's now up one side was against the trunk basically so you think they pushed in so they pushed in so i ended up uh, putting a bunch of lodge poles through it oh, and it's and it's, and it's it fine there, yeah. yeah i'm really hopeful the kids are going to be out the next week or week and a half from now and hopefully there'll still be some the squirrels have gotten they've found them and there was the fruit at the very top of the tree was half eaten yesterday but hopefully they won't all be eaten because the kids are really excited about persimmons and this way i won't have to ship them back to them they can just pick them up while they're here what, what else is ripe this time of the year in your yard the the persimmon the persimmons the pomegranates oh, no, are coming in there yes and that tree has rats in it every evening and every morning when i'm outside are you through with apples no i have that one pink lady i i do not have apple trees in good places where they can develop well they're tucked in behind other things that have grown in i tucked them in behind and in between citrus when the citrus was small it was no big deal and they got plenty of sun and i could espalier them and keep them flat behind there but the 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 tree the citrus have kind of grown around them i think we have a a band of critters in our yard that it's like watching a migratory pattern they they're on one side of the yard while all the fruit over there and they've been slowly moving because i've had these king david apples on on the far side of the yard the west side and they have been perfect nothing has touched them they're gorgeous and now that there's nothing left on the other side they've been some critters have slowly made their way over and are starting to decimate the king davids i have one pink lady and i i do get a ton of fruit off my anna apple and my dorset golden but they're but that's early. early. That's yeah. And the, especially the Dorset Golden, it's a great apple. It's very productive. But that fruit ripens almost all at once, and they drop to the ground almost all and, at and once. They don't. My hold. opinion, and they're not. They're not good once they get past the ripe. They have to yeah. be. They, they have to be, be a little on the right tart and crisp yeah. side. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they go mealy. Right. 
They make nobody likes mealy apples. No, no, they do not. They're almost applesauce on the tree, and applesauce oh, is good in yeah. its own place, but not. Yeah. You don't want to bite into applesauce. That's right? a great way to describe it. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Oh, all three of us. Yeah, that might be a first. Thank goodness Ken's on vacation today. <laughs> We're all on the same page. Um, I have nothing. I don't. Th- oh, and I did harvest some. Do either of you eat natal plum? No. I, I do. I, I used to have. eat a lot. My my second oldest boy loved natal plum, and he would just, he'd get his arms bleeding from reaching in, grabbing natal plums everywhere. He loves them. Would you like me to bring you some? As long as they're not treated with a systemic, absolutely. No, I've yeah. never, I they occasionally watered that plant, or those yeah. plants. They don't need, yeah, they, they work really well. They I, are I like the them. entire back screen of my property. And and they're pretty, and they're very fragrant when they bloom. It's yes. a great plant, but if you let it get overgrown, it can take over. I'm about a third of the way through trimming it back so that it is upright and not blocking my pathway anymore, and I found an enormous <laughs> rat's nest in the middle of it. I'm guessing it's a pack rat. Well, it was. It's gone now. But... I am six full recycling bins into it, and I'm less than halfway across the back. How much blood did you draw? I I wore long sleeves and gloves, and I only not much. Yeah, because they can be a little. Uh, You've got to be got to have to be very very forgiving. Yes. Yes. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break, and Tim will be talking to you when we come back. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off today. I really like that song. We could have just let it keep going. And become a top 40 DJ? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but we could have still let it keep going. How did the grapevine hurt it through the grapevine? Because it crawls across to everybody's property. How did the? Uh, yeah, how do we come to hear things through the grapevine? Fences. While I, like, while we listen to Tim, you can look that up for well, us. I might okay? have to help here. Let me Let's see if I can, I can do this. I'm going to go, oh, I need to find a cursor. You know, I always laugh at Ken when he doesn't find the cursor before he says that. So what did you find out about the grapevine? <laughs> I'm watching you. Yeah. Tim, you have a citrus question in Mira Mesa. Good morning. Uh-oh. Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I know uh, I'm, uh, I have a question about a citrus uh, leaf miner, and I know you, you guys talked about, uh, about them uh, so many times, but what I have is I have a 
grapefruit, uh, 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 navel orange, and uh, Myers lemon. And they're all 30 years, uh, at least 30 years old. And I fertilize with uh, Grow Power Plus three times a year at least. And then I water maybe once every seven to 10 days interval. And I use uh, bio-advanced citrus and what uh, fruit, you know, that you mix in the water and you pour it around the uh, base of uh, trees to, you know, prevent getting uh, leaf miners and other insects. But this year, I noticed, I mean, about a couple months ago, I started having, you know, leaf miner uh, much worse than, you know, previous years. So what I, I know is what else can I do besides, you know, uh, pouring those uh, solution into the ground? Uh, uh, I do once a year. I did about couple of months ago I applied that and what else I mean can I uh, clip those leaves as soon as uh, you know I see uh, the you know leaf miner can I hey, clip Tim, each yeah, as you, soon you, as possible or? Tim you, you certainly can prune them off if you want but it's really not necessary it's more of a cosmetic problem unless it's a very yeah. young small tree it's, it's not going to be that large a factor in fruit production and in time, uh, when we get through the winter and those insects stop reproducing and, and laying eggs in your trees, the new, the new growth that's going to come out in the spring should be clean. Oh, I see. So I, I, can I spray anything else? I mean, besides, you know, use, uh, using those drench, you know. Uh... There, yes, sir. There is, there is a, a, an organic product you can use uh, called the active ingredient is spinosad. It's a bacteria that has a property that David will say, you want to say? Oh, it's translaminar. It's translaminar. It'll get slightly into the leaf and it will kill the miner as it's mining. It does have restrictions. You can only use it six times a year on citrus. So we would encourage you to use it during the warm months when the, when the citrus leaf miner is active from about late May until roughly now. They were late starting this year, but so if you want to give it a spray of spinosad right now, just to get any that are left over, um, I would not think i would allow that unless you've already done okay. six applications yes okay up to six okay six applications okay 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 that answers my question all right okay. tim thanks very much thank for the you. call okay thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day bye-bye um that brings us that reminds us about citrus and you have been prowling perusing the social media sites and people are offering citrus trees and citrus buds, is that right, correct? Yeah, on, on exchanges, garden exchanges, people are saying, hey, I've got this, you know, a grapefruit or I have a, an, a blood orange or something that I no longer want. You're welcome to come and get it. And, you know, if you're concerned about the spread of the HLB, the Huanglong Bing greening disease, which will kill, um, the trees. kill your tree and, and have the uh, Department of Agriculture come in and kill yours and then basically set a quarantine around your yard and your neighbors, uh, we would not encourage you to do that. Actually, we would do more than that. We discourage anybody from sharing right. citrus trees and plants. And 
At least uh, at this point. Yeah. Right now, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's so, how it started here, by somebody trying to be nice and share. And it is destroying the citrus in California, just like it has done in so many other areas of, of the United States and around the world. So please do not share citrus. And as of the 20th, which was eight days ago, for the state of California, there were 6,598 infected citrus trees. Confirmed infected confirmed trees. Insec- yeah, in confirmed ca- in, 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 in California. Our, in California or in San Diego County? No, in County. California. How San Diego many? County is 51 trees. Okay, and... I got you. So it's the state's state. qu- now, numbers I, that have gone up you, dramatically. You, Brian, and I attended a conference back in April, I believe, up at UC Riverside. And yes. at that time, the the number was in the 5,000s, 5,200 or something. And we're up to 6,500, almost 6,600 trees that are infected. And it's just going to keep growing. And since they found a a positively infected bug in Fallbrook? Valley Center. Valley Center. Valley, Valley Center, Center. Yeah couple of weeks ago that means there's probably going to be trees that they're going to find up there right so please do not share citrus plants unless they are properly treated and tagged Um, and even then don't move them outside of the quarantine areas once they're in yeah we have san diego county has 51 residential citrus trees that have been confirmed positive for hlb in oceanside and rancho bernardo Okay, now that I've found my cursor and know where it is, let's see if we can talk to John Clements, who, that name sounds familiar. Did I? Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. How are you? Great. We are well. How are you? Good. I'm well, thank you. I'm looking forward to doing our class today at the Poway store, and I have my tools ready, and my, my tool bag and my bucket are, are full of probably... Tools so bountiful that I could talk for hours, but we'll keep it short. <laughs> but uh, one of the uh, special premiums about today's talk is I do have to give away uh, a single weeding tool, which is the world's best weeding tool. Uh, whoever will be the lucky recipient will discover how good this tool is. Is that a goat? So we'll Are you bringing a goat, John? I'm bringing several goats. No, I'm bringing a Kanaho, and a Kanaho... Uh, I discovered many, many years ago, and most people have never seen one. And so it is by far my favorite tool in the entire arsenal. So I'll bring one, and we'll have people sign up, and we'll do a a little modified raffle, and we'll pick somebody to win. Well, that's exciting, and, and I'm sure that, as I as we've mentioned about your class, it's going to be tools in their uses and care, and I know that a lot of people are excited to come and see you. You have a great following, so you should have a nice turnout this morning. I'm glad you picked up where he when he stopped, because I'm on my phone trying to f- find out what a Kanaho is. And now do you know? No, I don't. What is a Kanaho, Sean? Well, it is, it is a very, very sharp tool that has sort of a cat's claw hook, and uh, it just penetrates the soil so nicely and what's really good about this tool is it will really speed up your removal of bermuda grass stolons and uh, i've never seen a tool work quite as well as this one for removing bermuda grass or kikuyu grass you know how it has those very thick underground stolons and impossible to just get with you know an asparagus cutter or some other kind of tool it looks scary i did find it now it looks very scary do you have to be extra careful when you're using this 
I always do a disclaimer with my, my tool <laughs> demonstration that, uh, yes, they will remove your fingers. And so you want to be very, very careful. I actually had a client in La Jolla a few years ago that uh, had Kikuyu invasion into her lawn. And she didn't want to use any chemicals. So I said, well, you could use this, which I call the other tool that I'll show the Grim Reaper of Death tool. And uh, <laughs> I, I said, whatever you do. Well, we're glad you're going to keep make, it light today, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. make sure you, you, you are completely sober when using this tool. And secondly, wear leather gloves. And thirdly, just watch where your fingers are when you're using this thing. And about three weeks later, I get to her house and her gardeners are outside, and I said, Tu eres un hombre muy malo. La señora sacó su dedo con, con esa herramienta, de, which meant, uh, you know, the lady that lives here, she cut her finger off with that tool, and she had to go to the emergency room. And I said, well, was she wearing leather gloves? No. Was she sober? She said, well, she had a little too much wine to drink. And I said, well, it's her <laughs> fault. So, so she anyway, violated both it, of your rules. Both of the disclaimer rules, yes. That's exactly right. Oh, gosh. I, I, can we also suggest that they wear no open-toed shoes? I don't want any, uh, what do we call those garden clogs? What are those things called that people make fun of? Crocs. 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 No Crocs. Long Maybe pants. Maybe they should be wearing chain mail. Or yeah, cha- yeah. Them, yes, yes. And I guess you want to yep. do it when it's not hot. Just be really careful. The thing, yeah, the other thing I'll bring and show people how to use, and... Uh, they're available at Grand Jettos, which is a, a, a store we all love, Kevin Grand Jetto. And these are avocado gauntlets. And I, as, as you were describing cutting back the Carissa Grandiflora, the vicious Natal plum, I was thinking that you really need to get a pair of these, David, because they save your arms when you get in there. They're very thick canvas, okay. and they're very good at protecting your what, arms. What are they called? They're avocado picking gauntlets. Okay. So we those used are like to, the old gators. We used right. to sell garden gators for the arms and yeah, for the like, legs. And yeah, I have yeah, a pair of those. Like if I were smart, I would have worn <laughs> them while I was out there. But I'm You not, use them when you do the rose pruning every year. Yeah, but I, I they're in the garage. I walked right past them. I put on my gloves and I put on a flannel shirt. That was my protection. No, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> I can yeah, see from here <laughs> that it wasn't. <laughs> That's a great idea, John. Thank you. Tools and their uses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll see everybody at 9.30. Hey, John, wait, before you go, is today the yeah. last weekend for the Savage Garden at the Botanic Garden? It is. It is the last weekend. We start to take that out on Monday. We already had yesterday five semi-trucks arrive that are going to be doing the winter light installation, lightscape. I got so, an email uh, about that yesterday. When is that supposed to open? That opens on November 17th, so it'll be opening the week before Thanksgiving, the weekend before. And uh, my goodness, to say that my dance card is full is an understatement right now. Well, I guess I know who I'm not inviting. All righty, sir. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you have a lot of work to do, and we will thank you for taking time out of your busy dance card to visit us this morning. And we'll see you in a couple hours. Hey, and and by the way... uh, we do have friends and family night uh, that'll be on November 15th. And the three of you and Ken, send me a, an email and I'll get you in for the uh, friends and family. Oh, wow. Thanks. The, the, the grand opening to just, you know, then, then we can publicize. Thanks very, very much, John. We'll see you in a couple of hours. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be well. 
If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has the day off. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 if you have any questions or maybe comments, but questions about yard or garden, we're here for you. Uh, John in the previous segment mentioned that you can get the Avocado gauntlets. What did he call them? I think he did call them gauntlets. That's what he called right. them. Up yeah. at Grand Jettos. And I had gotten an email from Grand Jettos this week. We all did if you're on their mailing list. Is that why? Yeah. I'm not special? No, you're no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're special. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you and good night. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I just, when I was reading this and it says we... He would have turned 100 this year. Wait, His birthday he? was on, just throwing out that on, old, on 10 13, but this is off. This is 23, not 13. So something's off with the math. I was doing the math of Walter oh, Anderson Nursery being Got 95 it. years old this year, and Ed Grangetto Sr., who founded Grangetto's up in Escondido, would have turned 100 on his birthday, and this says 13. So I don't know if that if it, this is 10 years old and he'd be 110. I'm guessing this should say 23. We'll have to get some clarification from from Kevin. But it's a very nice tribute to the founder of Grangetto's. And, you know, I'd never heard of Grangetto's in my previous life. But just in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15, 20 years, later in my life at Walter Anderson Nursery, I thought Walter Anderson Nursery was everything. Right. Well, it is, right? It, it is. I mean, yes. Okay. Well, when I, was, when I was living in PQ, one of my neighbors was an architect, and he would get his, the more... Um, industrial type stuff from Grand Jettos. Well, that's, and that's farm, where I, yeah, and that's where supply. I learned farm about supply. it. Right. That's what we and, and more recently, they have branched out into the homeowner territory. Right. I've seen some commercials with Kevin standing in front of what looks like Walter Anderson amounts of of vegetables um, in season. I guess I would I would say grinningly. But I remember Kevin called us a couple of months ago and. I hadn't known all the history was on their website. So if you want to know the history of both Walter Anderson Nursery, you can go to our website. And if you want to know about Grangettos, you can go to their website. But the the stories of how they started up in Escondido and where the Costco is now is where their original, the, the San Marcos Costco is where their original Grove farm, farm, farm was. was. Right. Yeah. And there are still some trees on the hill just above that. And I don't know if that's still part of 
the original grove or, or not. My sister lives right up there, so I see those trees all the time, and I never knew that it was part of their empire. Yeah, the ag, was it Grangetto Ag Supply 1952 is when they started. I guess that's where you'd go when you needed to get the, the products that you had to have a license for that we wouldn't sell in the retail, the retail right. industry. Yeah, a lot of the more high high end yes. commercial well, commercial stuff, stuff that requires licenses, skills, application <laughs> skills. Well, all products should be applied with skill, correct? At least with uh, following the directions. Read and follow yeah. the directions at least once in a while, as directed by your pharmacist. I have a doctor or pharmacist. A lot of people do come in and want just tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. And don't want to read the label. Don't want to know the cautions and what not to inhale, where not to spray, and what not to spray on. Um, when Tim was asking about or talking about applying the bio-advanced citrus, and he said it didn't seem to work as well this year, probably because the leaf miner came on so much later this year, Right. the effectiveness had already probably started to wane in the plant. It, it, it gives you the most control, according to UCIPM, Integrated Pest Management. It's one to three months of control. And, and if you put it in your normal early part of the year, just before flush, it, it, the insect wasn't the flush there yet. Was so late this yep. year that it it had the effectiveness had waned, and, and that's where you need to read and follow the directions. No, well, no, the Captain <laughs> Jack's sad, dead yeah. bug brew. I was going to say it takes one to two weeks also just to get up to the leaves when you pour it into the soil before it becomes effective. I guess we should have asked him what month he applied it, but that's the the lesson. There is use spinosad then. Agreed. And follow up with it. Um, We have been getting in a lot of vegetables. It's time for the garden. For the fall garden. Yes. Full season crops. I am, instead of buying the plants and letting them die on the side of the house while I'm waiting to plant, I'm I'm working on prepping an area in the backyard where we get some, where I get some sun in the winter. Because the areas that previously have tried... There's too much shade from the trees when the sun gets low in the sky. The trees seem like they're far enough away that it wouldn't affect them. But when people tell me at the nursery, oh, yeah, there's trees, but they're so far away, it doesn't cast a shadow. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. Right. Have you, either of you planted anything? (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go to Mark first. um, I have not. Mark. I have no. Mark, what do you have out front of your house that I see when Uh, I go to pick you up? All kinds of stuff. Basil. It still hasn't moved, has it? No. No. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. Well, I don't apologize. I'm doing it on purpose. But normally it is I who takes things home and doesn't plant them. Right. There is some. There might be a couple of plants at yeah. Mark's house that didn't, haven't been planted yet. Well, you, you know the story because you were at our house last week. But the plumbagos, plumbagos, I say yeah. bago, but plumbagos that Capri had wanted for a while. It's from the she, homeland. She saw them everywhere and she said, oh, look, this guy must love his wife more than you love me because I wasn't getting them. But I was trying to find the darker varieties. And I kept saying, when it's October, when it's October. And then she would see some in September. And I'd say, well, it's not October yet. Yeah. So I, I got them. I bought six beautiful dark um yeah. Plumbagos. You know, dark is just the right word to use with plumbagos. They're so aggressive. It is such oh, no, a terrible they are not. plant they're a to wonderful plant. plant. I well, can't well, they're they're flower. That. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're easy. They're low they maintenance. Are, but, but all that to say is that we purchased six of them, and three of them were put in the ground almost the same day that they came home. But the other three are still in pots somewhere on the property waiting. So you know, I I too have not quite gotten you everything in the ground. You should have stood firm. 
knowing that it's an invasive, aggressive plant with sticky flowers that stick on you and your pets and follow (laughs) everything and everybody throughout the world. And you were trying to do the right thing and a favor for your lovely bride by not planting them. But you succumb to wait, we have them all around the, the pressures nur- we, of the relationship. We, we have instead them all of, around the nursery. Instead of what's doing, doing what was right, you did what was easy. <laughs> I actually love them. I have them at my rental property in PQ in the front. They're gorgeous. They have a big wall one that they, they, they keep trimmed at the front and just like go wild in the back. They are almost as bad as Blue Dawn Morning Glory. The mistake oh, no. gardeners make once. They no, just, I disagree. There's, well, say more than I just disagree. Well, it does. It's not that invasive. It doesn't drop and, and start propagating thirty feet away the way that it. No, but it comes up. I mean, it constantly is in motion. It, it Those is. Those rhizomes are moving below ground, but the, not to the degree of. A, I guess not rhizomes. The stems. Yeah, but they're not like a. They're not like the morning glory in any way, and they don't drop seeds and start, you know, twenty, thirty, forty feet away like the morning glories. I disagree. Would you like to opine, Mr. Mahady? No, I'm not a big fan of them either. Of either of them, yeah. I hope. Well, yeah, of either. But but uh, <sighs> one thing about the Malego, they are beautiful when they are in flower. And they're, they're drought tolerant. Oh, well, yeah, they're very easy they're to grow. They're super but, vigorous, yeah. Yeah. easy to grow, yes. Yeah, but, but sometimes the easiest solution isn't the best solution. <laughs> uh, agreed. Okay. I disagree. I like them. If you so where are you planting them? How far from the house, hopefully, are well, you planting very, them? they're very, very far from the house. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, then I... Then I don't care. It's I take, two acres. There's plenty of room. I take everything back that I holler yeah, you know at. You, you, know you know where that bonsai blue jacaranda is in the front? I do not recall. Okay. It's just... just Pepper tree, vegetables, You know the herb garden right down. by the sidewalk as you're walking up? Yes. Just beyond it towards the lake is, is a bonsai blue. Yes. And then just beyond that are three plum, plumbagos in a little semi half circle crescent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, they'll okay, they'll look very nice there because they will be below you. You'll be able to stand above them and look down upon them, which as you is well what should. I would, <laughs> is what I would do. So I guess it's okay to have them there. All right. I am they, glad, thank you for your permission. I can't believe you gave in. You you were sitting there at the house. We were talking about it. I know. I wasn't happy about it then, but I was just in the social setting. <laughs> but I figured, our neighbors, my my lovely I Italian know. neighbors, they love them. That's why I had to keep. That's why I had to keep my mouth shut. Maybe it's an Italian thing. Maybe so. Because you have Italian roots, correct? Yes, I do. And did you notice the Grangettos have Italian? I do. I saw that actually. I wonder if they plant plumbagos over there. Well, we'll find out. All right. I'm glad you put it in because it made your wife very, very happy. Even though it was. Well, it better didn't late make than Dave never. Happy, but okay. right. It didn't make David happy, and that's yeah. <laughs> that's really what exactly. I need to work on. <laughs> I'm going to be more vocal about that's my right. displeasure, but she can probably affect, uh, eke out have a greater impact. Yes, yeah. have a greater <laughs> impact. Thank you for helping me with that. Uh, anytime. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk. On KCBQ and KPRZ, we're going to take our last break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. 
That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. We have fall planting time coming in. We have a special class coming up on Monday, the 13th of November at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. After hours. Night classes. An evening class. That'll be after daylight saving time ends. And the days are going to be shorter. Or the day's going to be the same length. It's just going to be darker earlier. The days are getting shorter. And. And they're. And the the daylight shifts. Por que no los dos. It can be both. Um, So he is going to be doing his backyard orchard culture. Well, that's your job. So Tom Spellman from Dave Wilson Nursery is going to come and do his world famous backyard orchard culture presentation. And the other. The other part of that is that uh, David Ross will be grilling. Some Farmer John all be Franks. Um, what are they going to cost? I think they're complimentary. They and will be free. complimentary. And there is no charge for the presentation, uh, but we do ask for you to make reservations so we know how many seats to prepare for. Should I tell everybody what the... Well, I'm, I'm just going to. My Go big takeaway, yeah. so they, if they are busy and can't make it, I'm going to give them the summary of the goosebump takeaway from his presentation for me was regardless of whether it's fruits or vegetables or flowers or something else, make your yard one that you want to be in. Make it your destination. Make it your place so that you can go hang out there. And that still moves me just thinking about it now because I have never thought about it in those terms. I've always wanted my yard to be that, but that is just... So true and so simple. Make, make it inviting. It, make it inviting right. to you so that you enjoy it, so that you want to spend time in it. And he's, a, he's a great speaker, and you'll learn all about keeping you know the, the various um, backyard fruit trees in your garden the right size and putting in different varieties so that you can extend your season, whether it's peaches or plums. Uh, and I will tell you one of the big things he's going to say. That, that John says that you say that is mulch, 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 mulch. I think he talks about three or four inches of mulch on all of the fruit trees. So that's going to be a big takeaway. I like my takeaway better than your takeaway. Yours is, yeah, mine's more practical. I know. Yeah. And also, um, if you want to get ahead and study for the test, I put the PDF on our Facebook page that are his notes. So you can download that and take a gander at it if you're interested. Also... Probably that week, later that week, not in time for the class, but later that week or the following week, the sleeved fruit trees, berries, grapes. Usually uh, almonds and pomegranates and yeah, figs come figs into those. And, yeah. All of that should be in that week as well. And it's a great time to start planting and planning. No, now's the time to plan. That's the time to start planting right. your orchard. And then the full complement of bare root trees comes in the first week of January or the last week of December. I think the last three years in a row they've gotten here the last weekend of December. We've had them out before the first. It was one year they didn't because of where things fell. There was only a day or two after 
Christmas during that week, and so they did not ship on the Thursday or Friday after Christmas. I don't remember when that was. It'd probably be pretty easy to look, but I don't think it really matters, does it? It does not. No. no. It does okay. not. But that is an exciting time of the year when those bare root fruit trees arrive. And it really is a, a neat presentation. He's a great speaker and is so full of knowledge and information. And energy. And energy. Yeah. And it, uh, we are truly lucky, blessed yeah. and lucky yeah, to have him coming to present for us. This is the third time that I can recall him coming to the Poway store in eight the years. Evening. In eight years. Yeah, oh, each yeah. one has been at night. And so... We bring in a, a lot of people. So if you want to attend that, that um, presentation, please give the Poway store a call at 858-531-4900. It's wrong. On what? I just glanced up at it while I was saying it. I, what are you glancing at? Our calendar. Oh, well, we better fix that. It's 513-4900. Yeah, it after yeah. 9 a.m., after the phones are turned on, please give us a call and make your reservation. Uh, so that we can have adequate Farmer John, complimentary Farmer right. John That's D. Right. Franks prepped for you. In a seat. I, I also harvested a few of my potatoes. And okay. that, yes. I was so pleased at, I, I planted them way late. I think I told right. you they sat on my washing machine for six months and the stems were Withered. A, over a foot long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they grew so quickly, I thought, and they greened up and came up and they were lush and thick and full. And I thought, I'm going to get some really nice potatoes. But they were, I'm only halfway through the bed. Right. But most of what's there is pretty small. Yeah, the tiny, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some some are tiny, about the diameter of a quarter. Um, hopefully, they'll have some eyes on them, enough eyes so that I can plant those because I can just replant. But the yep. the potatoes, um, the 20 varieties of potatoes that we are expecting um, have shipped, but they have not yet arrived. So we okay. should have them in both stores next weekend. We read off the list of the 20 varieties last week, and those varieties are en route. Will you be purchasing some, or do you think you have enough? I think I have enough. The only big one I found so far was one big blue one. That is a, and a, actually the white. Uh, I have some white ones. I don't remember what I planted because I, you know, I didn't need to. Well, because we had this conversation two weeks ago about our memory, right? And I, and I tell ourselves, I should have written down the varieties that I had on the bags, but I thought since they're going to be mixed up here, it really doesn't matter. And so I recycled the bags, and so I don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. It'd be obvious to tell if I had the three names or sure. four names oh, yeah. what they are, because one's a light rose, one is a, must be a fingerling, there's a blue-purple one, and then there's some white ones. So it would have been very easy to differentiate without marking them in the soil had I just saved the names. Yeah. Well, there's only 20 opera, uh, options. I could go back and look at what What are you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was going to say we have some that are starting to just come up in our garden from the last missed harvest. You know, the, right. those few that you missed in the garden are now coming up. So we'll have potatoes in the in the winter here. Do you ever plant potatoes, Marky? Oh, yeah. I, ha- I haven't in a while. I used to plant them in a big trash can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Slowly fill. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they they do really well here. And I these like are them all... in the trash can. I poked holes in it, and then I just dumped it out in the driveway. Uh, you know, perfect. You're yeah. less likely to miss them that way. Yeah. And, and when you when you're growing them in the ground, you always have the opportunity for another whole batch to come up because well, you yes. always miss something. True. Yeah. These I I assume these little tiny ones still have eyes on them. I'm I didn't sure look they at them will. Closely. I'm sure they will. 
I think most will. Yeah. So I'm done. I yeah. guess I should cancel the order, send them back. Or do you no, think no, there no. might think be other, other people, people? Other people, yeah. It's think not think just of a, other people, David. It's not just you. It's not just me? <laughs> All right. Um, are you going to get some more this year? Or do you have I, enough I don't think so. Over? I think we I have think enough. I am. Yeah, yeah I think we have enough. Do some potatoes again. Because they were so easy and they were so tasty. It was, it was fun. They were fun. How about your sweet onion starts? The I short date that. onion starts. I did that last year. I did it like two or three years ago and. It was enjoyable. And those are I, those yeah, are I due late those. the week. Uh, Tom Spellman comes in as well. Right. The you week of the that. excuse me. The week of the thirteenth. Week of the thirteenth. They're supposed to ship from Texas on the thirteenth, so we should have them in both stores by the weekend. I, I've done both over the past couple of years. The um, the starts and the little bowlets. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say? I thought you were going to follow up that sentence with, and they've both done well, or only the short well. day no, ones? Well, they, I usually only get the short day ones. See, we put that article in the newsletter, and then Vince writes and reminds me that the short, the short day onions are the best ones for here, and the long day onions, which are the ones we get in the stores as sets, are not as good for bulbing onions in Southern California. Fully agree. But that's what's available yeah. in bulbs. Fully agree. And we do eat the dickens out of those greens. We just eat the greens, and you have these tiny little bulbs. But right. But the greens are great. Do we have any classes coming up, George? We do. Today in San Diego, Fruit Tree Care with Chris at 9 a.m. and at 9.30 in Poway. As you heard, Garden Tools and Their Uses with John Clements at 9.30. And he's going to have a giveaway and of a, a, giveaway. Kana, a Kanaho. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yes. And you have to sign a waiver, I think, before you can take possession of yeah. it. Be really careful with those. <laughs> Auto Talk is coming up next. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.